Hello and welcome to Happy Humans, where we explore the fascinating and often misunderstood world of human behavior. My name's Ryan Foley. I love talking about humans. They're so interesting. Some of my best friends are humans. And look, the more interesting ones are the humans that are different from yourself. And where do you find them? Well, across cultures, in other countries, or even in groups that you've never interacted with before, right? So if you're taking on a new position in a corporation, then you're about to step foot into a brand new corporate culture. If you're about to go on the adventure of your life overseas, then you're about to step into many different cultures. If you're about to join some kind of club or organization, guess what? There's rules and behaviors that you're going to have to adapt to. And this ability to adapt is tied to intelligence. In fact, the ability to adapt across cultures has been given the term cultural intelligence by some. So let's look at three primary ways that you can hone your cultural intelligence to adapt masterfully, no matter what new situation, new group of people that you find yourself in. Here's the first thing. Pay attention to everyday customs that people have in the culture. Now, what do I mean by everyday customs? These are the greetings when you say hello to somebody. Uh, do, you, do you shake hands? Do you hug? Do you wave, bow, make some kind of gesture? And when you do shake hands, how long do you shake for? What should it feel like? What does it look like? Uh, when do you do it? These are the nuances that all seem so natural to those already in the culture, but that you'll find yourself learning on the fly. Now, even though I'm Australian, there were still many things I had to learn when I made that big move to the United States. And one of the first things I noticed when I came to Texas in the United States was how much everybody shook hands. And it wasn't just the first time you meet somebody, uh, like in Australia. You might shake somebody's hand the first time you meet them, and that's it. Maybe later on, maybe if you haven't seen them for a long time, maybe if you go to a formal event. Right, You might shake hands, but besides that, we don't do it that much. But in Texas, uh, you could see somebody every day and, and still be compelled to shake their hand if they're a friend. So knowing those rules can be very important. Uh, and they are very different in different places. In many countries in East Asia and in some countries in Central America, it's not considered good form to touch the head of somebody else's child, you know, pat their head or, you know, give their hair a little shake in a, in a, in a way that we might do in many Western cultures, definitely something you don't do in other cultures. So you could be highly offensive. So you want to weed those things out. The reason why we look at the everyday things, though, is because those are the things that we're going to see the most. Those are the things that if we don't follow, we could be causing offense or irritation towards others. Think of culture as sort of a, a set of rules, assumptions, beliefs, or, or shared understanding of a group. So it's very similar to learning how to drive in a particular country, in a particular city. We know the rules there. We know what the signs mean. We know what different indicators mean. And we can very easily navigate our way on the highway system with other people because everybody else knows the rules, right? But you've been driving before when somebody just does something stupid, you know, they, 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 they cut you off, pull in front of you, don't use an indicator when they, when they should, turn uh, excruciatingly slowly around a corner, 
I guess you can tell the things that kind of tick me off, right? But anyway, <laughs> these things irritate you because they go contrary to what we consider appropriate behavior, right? Where these people are not following the accepted norms for riding on, on the road, for driving on the road. And this is exactly how culture works. So if we learn these everyday things, right, we shake appropriately, we say the right things uh, in the beginning, then that, that shows that we put in some effort, but it also helps alleviate unintended ill feeling that we might be giving other people. And if we don't know the other culture, they might be doing things that ticks us off, right? And then we can get into another area of danger. Right? And this area of danger has a name. We call it reciprocity of perspective. And what that means is when you look at somebody else's behavior and you judge it from the perspective of your own experience, right? from, from, from your, your own background, and that's always dangerous. You know, they say the golden rule, do unto others uh, as you would like done to you. Well, don't do unto others as you would like done to you if you're trying to be culturally intelligent and adaptive, right? That's actually the wrong piece of advice. The right piece of advice is figure out what this new group that you're associated with considers good. And then you'll know what they would like done to them, right? It's not about what you like. It's, it's like the expression, when in Rome, do what the Romans do, and that carries some weight. Otherwise, we get in this issue of judging through our own experience. So imagine this. Imagine you're going on a business trip to the United Arab Emirates, and you're going to meet a business associate there in the flesh that you've only talked to over the internet. His name is Omar, seems like a great guy. You fly out there, you get off the plane, and uh, let, let's just say you're an American male, female, well, let's just go with male for the sake of it's easier for, for the illustration. You get off the plane and, and you're, you're heading out towards the exit. And there he is. There's Omar. You recognize him from the picture on the email. He walks up to you, gets really close, really close, closer than what you normally consider, consider appropriate. What you might say is in my face, right? So close that you can smell his lunch on his breath. Right? And then you take a step back and you think, well, hang on, this feels a bit uncomfortable. It's not good, right? Now jump for a moment into the mind of Omar, right? So we flip over and now we're in the mind of Omar. Now Omar had just came up. Uh, he's treating you in a way that he thinks he should as a friend. And then you back away. What? You Back away. What's this all about? I thought we were supposed to be uh, on good terms here. Why are you backing away? He's thinking in his mind. So he takes another step closer. And then you, seeing Omar's in your face again, take another step back, thinking, what's going on here? Why is he in my face? This is really starting to get irritating. Well, what's going on here? Well, we're seeing a behavior, in this case, how close people stand together. And in the field of cultural anthropology, we call that the, the study of proxemics, how close people stand, and that's different in every culture, right? So what's happening here is Omar comes from a culture where it's normal to stand a little bit closer, and you come from a culture from the United States where it's normal to stand a little bit farther away. And just by changing that little behavior, it gets interpreted differently. So somebody who stands very close in America might be perceived as being aggressive, or pushy, 
or, or in some other way uh, socially inept, right? where it's the opposite in many countries in the Middle East. And that's this looking at, at a behavior uh, negatively through your own experience uh, is a danger. So what do you do? What do you do when you see something and, and the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, that's rude, that's inappropriate? Well, think about it. Typically speaking, people's motives really aren't bad if they're taking the effort to interact with you. Most of the time, 99% of the time, motives aren't bad. So the best thing to do in that moment is tip number two here in, in our podcast. And that is to ask what's called the anthropologist question. And here it is. The moment you see a behavior that strikes you as rude or odd, think in your head, hmm, I wonder why that happened. Now, what that does is that causes a shift in your perspective and it lets you look at the circumstance from uh, with a different focus, right? We're not responding emotionally, but rather we're giving attention to figuring out why it's different. Now, you can ask that in your head and, and ask one of your friends or, or look up information on the topic later on. But one thing that, that you can do in that moment is even ask. You can say, look, Omar, I notice that you stand very close here. This is my first time in this area. Is this normal to stand this close to people? I want to know because I want to make sure that I do the appropriate thing when I say hello to people. Now, people in general love talking about their own culture. They love talking about what's normal to them. Just ask my mum from Australia. She loves to point out all the differences between American culture and Australian culture. So I encourage you to have a chat with her if that's something you're ever interested in. Right. So here's the thing. We're, we're, we can ask and we're, we're creating a friendship here rather than creating an issue. Right. So so again, we want to pay attention to those everyday customs. We want to make sure that we keep that question in mind that, hmm, I wonder why that happened. The anthropologist question, anytime something happens that strikes us as a bit strange, and that will help get us over that barrier. Talking to the people in the new culture and talking about culture specifically and asking them about customs and what's normal, making that a topic of conversation is point number three. And this applies equally well in the corporate world. So you've got a new position uh, in, in a corporation. It's important to find out how meetings are conducted, how emails are typically structured, and who's included in certain emails. Make that a point of conversation with the new people that you're meeting at the new company. Also, keep this valuable question in mind. At the end of any meeting that you attend, or the end of any sales meeting, the end of any meeting with a client, the end of any meeting with other employees or with supervisors, and ask somebody whose opinion you respect and trust, who's been with the company for a while, how do you think that went? Or how do you feel that went? Right? You want to get their perspective. Listen carefully to their insights. Listen carefully to what they focus on, what they ignore, and what conclusions they draw from what they see. And do this with a few people. Very quickly, you'll find yourself starting to get a very clear picture of the company and of the company culture. Culture is such a big topic. 
But adapting quickly is a skill that's important to all of us. So why not pick a couple of the things that we talked about today and give it some focus? You know, pay attention to those little customary greetings or customary behaviors in your own culture. See how they're different from what others might expect. Uh, Keep that anthropologist question in mind. Hmm, I wonder why that happened. When you see something strange or unexpected in the behavior of somebody outside your culture. And finally, make the topic of culture and the customs within a culture something that you talk about with people, particularly when visiting new environments. Well, I encourage you to enjoy your adventures into other cultures, and I look forward to seeing you again, or at least talking with you again, during our next podcast of Happy Humans. Have a great week. 